Eric Karma, welcome to the show, guys. Oh, thanks, Robert. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How, how's it going right now? It's going great. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, so you, tell it just a little bit about what you guys do. Go for it. Okay. So uh, we are, we own a studio and uh, work at a studio called Studio One LA. And we are an immersive mix room uh, focusing on Dolby Atmos um, music, mostly in some post-production. Um, and we are uh, neck deep in uh, the, the, the new technology of uh, immersive audio. That's awesome. How did you guys get into the music scene? Well, well, you know, we're, I'm 51, so older guy, but uh, been in, uh, I grew up in the business. Uh, my father's uh, kind of a infamous keyboard player from the UK in the 60s. He kind of came over to the States with the British invasion. And so I've kind of always been around music and I guess I kind of always knew I was going to end up in it and um, was always fascinated from a very young age with technology and music and um, like threaded my first reel to reel quarter inch tape machine at two years old. And then the rest is history. That's cool. That's cool. How about touring as well. So touring drummer for 30 years in production and tech and tour management and in kind of all aspects of it. Nice. So you've had a lot of exposure to the industry as a whole. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's great to have a huge background and really understand how all these pieces fit together and how they all complement each other and how they can work, you know, in synergy. As things open back, back up, are you going to be doing any more touring? Uh, we'll see. Uh, right now, my main focus since we went into COVID um, a year and a half ago, and Eric and I started this endeavor together, we really have kind of, we're kind of, we've worked really hard to get to this place. And we're in a really great place right now with, with Dolby Atmos and mixing. And um, personally, uh, my kids are 15 and almost 14. And I've been touring my whole life. And it was kind of a transition for me to staying home for once and not being gone, you know, eight, nine months of the year. So I'm kind of like at this interesting new crossroads in my life where actually for the next few years before they run off to college, I'm really looking forward to being around and staying home and just getting hang with the boys before they split. Variety is the, the spice of life. I have three daughters and oh, one is in college and the other one's heading off to college this year. So I wow. get that space that you're in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric, uh, how, did, how did you get into the music? Um, well, music's always been a huge part of my life. Uh, since a child, I uh, played instruments. I was in band, orchestra, rock bands, um, um, anything I could get my hands on. And then for my entire adult life, I've been working in the music industry as a engineer, producer, uh, musician, writer, composer, a um, little bit of touring as well. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of shaped and and been my life almost pretty much the whole time. So crazy wild journeys, happenstance, and then you guys meet and end up doing this thing. How did that take place? Well, Eric has a couple of, he has another studio. So the studio that we're in right now is Studio One LA. And this is our Dolby Atmos room where we do all of our mixing and all of our immersive work. 
Um, Eric has a couple partners um, at another studio very close by here in Venice, California, where we are called West Triad. And West Triad is a tracking room, a mix room, but it's, it's whereas this room is like all of our high tech kind of technology of now and the future, the other room is the wonderful old analog room with a Neve desk and a ton of API gear and just a bunch of wonderful microphones and a great tracking room. And, you know, it's, it's like the, it's the recording spot, the, the great recording spot. So it's, we're, we're kind of sister studios, so we can kind of handle, you know, everything and anything. And it's nice to actually have them separated so that when we're, we can be in two places at once if we need to. So what's, what is, Dolby Atmos. What, what is that all about? Uh, I'll take that. Dolby Atmos is a uh, immersive audio format. And, uh, and basically what it is, is it's a, it's a way to put sound as objects in a 3D space. So whereas previous formats have been channel-based, speaker-based, you know, stereo, mono, 5.1, 7.1, where you take a sound and you put it uh, into this speaker or those two speakers or, or things like that. This is a format where you have each sound is represented by an object. And so you can place that object in a 3D space and you can make it closer, uh, further or closer or bigger or smaller. And it's kind of a new way of thinking about uh, audio. And it's also experientially uh, quite stunning. It's quite stunning because uh, it's very, we've tried to explain it to, to, you know, what does it sound like is always the question, right? What does it sound like? Um, and it's very hard to explain, but it is immersive. You feel like you're in the music. You feel like you're in a space. You feel like you're surrounded by music uh, or film or uh, ambience of a film or gaming or whatever it is that, uh, you know, your, your source is. Uh, and it's quite stunning. It's quite a new way to, to hear and experience music. With the, the conversations I've had with people I'm, I'm saying that it, it gets us closer to what real life sounds like in digital I would, format. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, okay. Because in real life, everything is, is 3D. It's surrounding you. You hear sounds here, there. Um, and and uh, immersive audio is, is much closer to that than uh, other formats. So I don't, I don't want to assume why you guys would, would move in this direction in addition to the sister studio. So why are you guys moving into this space? I think it's just, it's the exciting new frontier of sound and um, to get to be involved at such an early stage and work through the technology and figure out what it can do it's like taking a new car and putting it through its paces on a racetrack or something it's it's just it's exciting and fun it's yeah. so fun and so creative that's awesome uh, and that's really i think the big turn on is uh the way that you can imagine music both stuff that's already been recorded which we can take and we can place now into 3d you know in a, in a space and then the other side of it is uh new music where you can you can really completely imagine it from square one and how how what has the most impact and how does this pull you in to the experience of of hearing it as opposed to just listening to it um that's the one thing i find even on stuff that we've mixed where 
will listen back down to it and I find myself just kind of my brain goes away and then three minutes later I'm like whoa where was I just now it really takes you on the journey and it pulls you into the music faster it's because it's so experiential and it's so much around you um and I I guess one of our big things is we just really want everybody to hear it we we do a lot of meetings where we bring in people who haven't heard it before and maybe they they know what it is but they haven't actually checked it out and then they ask the question you know what does it sound like and we've actually stopped describing it because <laughs> it's impossible to, right. to really put words to it it's you have to have an experience a visceral experience in it and then you instantly know what it is but it's not possible to actually put it into words <laughs> and describe it <laughs> It, it, it's a lot like explaining blue or asking a blind person to explain blue. If yeah. they've never had sight, you have to have, have that opportunity. What, what, what's the response you're getting when you, when you're having people listen? I think it's our, one of, it's one of our two favorite things is to watch someone or have somebody come over and experience Atmos for the very first time, because it is so it's, it, it, you know, five, one and seven, one, were really cool formats you know even quad quad was a cool format all these formats have been cool but they didn't take off quite like this is something different this is this is really something else it's not just another immersive format this is something special when we first heard it we were both completely blown away and do you, uh, do you think this will become the new model i we believe and we've been saying yes. that when mono no. went stereo yeah. um yeah. This was the, this is the next evolutionary jump, the real jump. There's been some interim formats, but this is the real next jump. And the coolest thing about it is that um, on the technological side, the things I love about it is if you want to get see 4K TV, you have to go buy a 4K TV. But if you would like to experience Dolby Atmos, you can already do so in a pair of headphones in binaural, what we call binaural, which is the stereo atmos based mix which is for two 2.0 stereo for headphones and you cannot you can already use the headphones you have that you like so everybody has they either like their earbuds or they have a really great pair of headphones that they like and so there's no up purchase for you you can already experience it via apple music via amazon music via title depending on what your device is and where you where you consume your your music and then the other coolest part is uh that the way the technology is within the Atmos mix is the Atmos mix, the 7.1 mix, the 5.1 mix, and the 2.0 binaural mix. It's all embedded in the metadata, all four mixes. So um, what that means is uh, it unpacks at the consumer. So if you, for example, let's say you go in your living room and you have a receiver and you have a 7.1 receiver and you want to hear some Atmos music and you stream something in, the, the mix hits your receiver and goes, oh, this is a 7.1 room, and it spits out the 7.1 mix for you, the down mix, or the 5.1 down mix if you have a 5.1, or if you have an Atmos setup, it plays you the full Atmos mix, or if you're in headphones with your phone and earbuds, it just plays you the 2.0 mix, and this is, I think, why this format is so powerful and why it is a game changer, because everything is involved in the one mix, and then the other, the last point that I want to add is that, um, we're seeing um, an industry-wide move to this technology. Netflix adopted really early and asked for everything that goes to them audio-wise to be delivered in Atmos because it has all these other mixes in it. The gaming industry and VRs, they're, they're on board with it. And now the music industry is jumping in. So it's not often that you see 
all the industries move towards a technology like this all at once. It's really cool that they've enabled that technology so that anyone can benefit. You, you often don't see that with technology jumps like that. It's everybody has to upgrade and then you have to wait for prices to come down. So it trickles down to the masses, yeah. but this, everybody just gets it. Yeah. It's so cool that it's software based, which means we can all experience it right away. What, <clears throat> so working with the, the software, is it, are you, are you dragging and dropping in a 3d environment on a 2d screen? What's, what's the interface for creating look like? Uh, the interface, uh, we, we, uh, there's touchscreen, we use iPad. There's also native uh, panners within the, the workstations that we're using. Um, they're two-dimensional, but they represent the three-dimensional space. And, and again, everything is represented by an object. So you can automate those objects to, to move, or you can make them bigger or smaller, closer or further. Um, you, can, you can do pretty much anything you can imagine to the audio. Um, and the interfaces are... Uh, yeah, I look forward to like a blended reality thing where you can just grab things and move them around and stuff like that. But uh, I don't think we're quite there yet. I hadn't thought about that. I, I imagine I'm thinking AR glasses now and like moving a can across a virtual table and yeah. hearing the the sound of the aluminum on the hard surface. That's yeah. trippy. Yes, yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> And, and imagine as a consumer, if you got a mix or whatever, and you could uh, take elements of the mix and move them and manipulate them yourself as well. Be kind of That's awesome. amazing. So, I mean, I love music. What, with the work that you're doing and the people that you are working with and the, your experience with Atmos so far, what are some of the cool things that people have thought, of, thought up to do within music? Um, so uh, some of the cool, th so we've recently, the other cool thing is, so Dolby's pushing this technology really hard and they're moving into a lot of different areas. So one of the things that they're doing is they're, they're putting, they're building Dolby Atmos systems for cars as one of the delivery systems, which is going to be just, I mean, how amazing to get to drive down the road and hear Atmos. Well, I want a flying car with the Atmos system. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yes. But, um. One of the cool things people are doing is uh, reimagining the way you set up a mix. For example, imagine having the vocals coming from the back for maybe the verse or maybe just the chorus or something, and then they fly to the front. Or imagine, imagine sitting in a space and having the band be around you as if you're on stage. So the drums are just behind you and the bass player's next to you and the guitar player's on the other side and the vocal's in front of you and you feel like you're you're sitting on stage in a band or something. So there's conceptually there's all these different ways to use it and 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 there's really no wrong way. It's all just according to what are what experience do you want to have the consumers have. Yeah, and I guess it's going to depend on how you're consuming the audio. Is it AR, is it VR, are you streaming? So in a, in a title situation or Apple music, Spotify, as everybody gets on board, what it, it would, I guess. So maybe if something that's popping into my mind is 20 some odd years ago, um, when MTV had the big award show and Eminem comes out from the back and he's marching with all of his twins. So you could kind of replicate 
that back to front you're talking about Absolutely. while also maybe having a DJ or something up on stage per se. And that's what you're, what's pumping into your ears. Yeah, absolutely. And you can, anything you can imagine is, is, is now possible. I think even like, imagine you're watching a, a sports cast or whatever, and uh, the audio, the audience is around you and the announcers over there and all, you know, and the applications are pretty much endless. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that because the, like the NBA is getting, pushing hard into being able to attend a game digitally. Right. So adding the sneaker squeaks and yeah. the the net, I mean, that's got to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's the, the digital is becoming closer to the, the flesh and blood space that we occupy we're, yeah. we're blending the two. Yeah. That's fascinating. What, and, what, what are, Oh, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say uh, to piggyback on that. Um, there's also, you can suspend reality and have things be completely unreal and completely, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in ways that you would not expect, you know, that, uh, um, you would hear things that, you know, are not real at all. They're just, they're, they're more compositions compositionally or creatively choices or ways to manipulate sound that are, you know, unreal or surreal or whatever. Everything you guys say is triggering something. Um, <laughs> so Beatles break in with their whole cool sound and oh, it becomes yeah. this thing that still resonates today. This sounds like an opportunity for someone to really embrace the technology and come up with that new, fresh, surreal sound that is fresh and new yeah. that people gravitate towards and they become the the next 50 year band that that yeah. echoes through the generations yeah they kind of never went away though did they no they did not <laughs> yeah no they're, they're still That's huge something for me which is when the when the uh when the, the sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band album came out um that was a true use of stereo in a way that had never been done before and my father told me the story of that he was having a party at his house and an engineer in london that he worked with brought the album over and said okay put this on and put on the headphones and check this out and he said they dropped the needle on the record and he said he just sat there for the entire first side of the record and listened flip the record over and listen to the entire thing in the middle of a party full of people just like whoa everybody everything stop this is totally groundbreaking this is different i need to just have this experience right now and i i do feel that atmos is a little bit of that it's the next gen of of you know this direction the uh i was was just on a trip to to go see some family and one of the stories that they told me was when Fleetwood Mac dropped their first album and it was the first time his buddy had a cassette and mm -hmm. the, he got a whole entire uh, stereo system to put the cassette into. And it was that sort of scenario where everybody was just enthralled listening to this great album on the new technology out of this really cool stereo yeah. and less partying and more <laughs> listening to the music. Yeah. And then that's experiential. And that's, uh, and that, that ties in with what Atmos really is. It's a new way to experience music that hasn't, you know, um, been done before It's only it's be being done now, but, uh, when people hear it for the first time, it is like hearing your first record or having your first musical memory or uh, any of those things. So are there any hurdles right now 
in into expanding this or is it pretty much fully baked and ready to go i think um i wouldn't necessarily call them hurdles but as this technology rolls out comes all the things that allow people to experience it differently so the because of covid and because of the kind of breakdown of you know supply chain and everything that happened and how everything closed studios closed etc it's now starting to roll out but um, where we where we mostly see the hurdle is, um, you know, you can now get there's lot, lots of different sound bars you can get for your TV that you can also Bluetooth stream music through, which are Atmos enabled that are really cool that have sideward firing and upward firing speakers that reproduce uh, a really good uh, Atmos mix. There's new companies developing wireless speaker systems that work on you know, your Wi-Fi that all connect, that they show you where to place them in the room so that you can connect those speakers and have an Atmos experience both for your for your viewing of your, you know, your TV, your Apple TV, whatever you're viewing through, or, um, you know, you can stream your music through. Um, Amazon has the Echo and you can actually have multiples of them and they actually all link up as wireless speakers and do a, an Atmos thing. Um, as we said, cars are now, um, Dolby's working with a bunch of different car companies. One is uh, a new electric car called Lucid, and it comes stock with an Atmos system in it. And um, no, they actually took it a step further, which is really cool. They designed the sounds for the car in Dolby Atmos. So, for example, when the person in the back seat doesn't have their seatbelt on and the seatbelt light pings, the ping flies through the car to the back seat where the person doesn't have their seatbelt on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So that's pretty next level. <laughs> that is next level. The personalization of the annoying sound that gets you to do what you should be yeah. doing. <laughs> that's cool. So that's that's the only hurdle that we see right now is really just the 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 ongoing and emerging, you know, way to 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 experience it and how it because of COVID that was kind of slowed down, but things seem to be speeding up now, especially with uh, uh, Apple Music announcing that Dolby Atmos will be their immersive format and things are starting to move kind of more quickly now. Are, are there any competing, because I haven't heard of any, but are there any competing formats like a beta VH, VHS situation or that we're running into? Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's competing as much as it is um, I believe that we're in an ecosystem where everybody can coexist. And I think, um, uh, so there's a couple different uh, companies that are also doing immersive. One is called, Sony is doing their own immersive format called 360. And um, we've heard, we haven't actually heard any Sony 360, but we've heard good things about the way it sounds. And um, there's, I think there's another company called Aurora that is also has an immersive format that supposedly is also sounds really good. and what uh, we would hope is that when we work in Dolby Atmos, but let's say, you know, you to us, we're delivering music, right? That's what we're doing as a studio. We're delivering music that's immersive. So what I would hope is that if I'm in Dolby Atmos, but certain streaming companies do Sony 360, or maybe they do all three formats, that I would have the ability to print my mix both in Dolby Atmos as a master and also print it as a Sony 360 master and also print it as an Aurora master. So I kind of serve all of them and the same would apply in my mind 
if I was working in Sony 360, I can print the Dolby Atmos mix, uh, you know, master, and I can print the Aurora master, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's space for everybody uh, and everybody can collaborate as long as they uh, talk to each other and they make it happen. And I think that's the smartest way because I believe, we believe the format is here to stay. Immersive is here to stay. So then the question is, who are the players? Who's going to do it? And, you know, um, and why not everyone? And why not experience all these different uh, versions of it? That makes sense. Like if you're doing audio and you're working with whatever your favorite DAW is, you can have different outputs mm-hmm. in file formats, the Apple format, the MP3 format, yeah. that you're still getting the quality that you yeah. want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The same That's way easy. that some people are Pro Tools people, some people are um, Ableton people, some people are Logic or Nuendo or Cubase or whatever it is that you work in. I believe immersive is fits perfectly into that kind of model, right? There's, you know, it's it's pick your flavor, whatever whatever it is that you dig. Uh, yeah. you I think we can ever. I think everybody can coexist. There doesn't need to be one winner here. No, that's that's a, that's a great perspective, um, especially with with digital. It's it's enabled where we can find a. Yeah. a happy space to as long as the hardware plays and it sounds like that's not even an issue and also imagine how cool it is when you say well, let me listen to the dolby atmos mix and then you listen to the sony 360 mix and it's like a remix in immersive i mean i want to hear that <laughs> i want to hear the different versions it's what a what a cool way to experience music and hear it that you would get even more than one immersive format i think that would be insanely awesome that would be awesome i mean i like to i mean it's always fun to get the the vinyl pop um from from the records but i also enjoy when i'm listening to music through the decades all the way up into the 90s and they get remastered and it sounds nice and crisp mm-hmm. and getting that experience mm-hmm. i like both so why not then take that and have the immersive experience yeah. on top of? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Or absolutely. maybe even you get two producers, one who works in Sony 360 and one that works in, in, in Atmos. And let's say they both imagine it. And now there's two versions of the mix, one for each. And we all win as consumers of music and listeners where we get to hear these two different reimagined versions of stuff. I think that would also be really cool. That would be, I mean, and we're seeing stuff like there's a singer, hip hop artist, St. John, and Mm -hmm. he had a song roses that blew up in the club after having the remix Mm -hmm. and it didn't take anything away from the version of the song he put out and great for the, the, the remake of it. So, yeah, I mean, we like our choice Yeah, and and we want to be able to taste and find what fits us, but that doesn't all three of us could each pick a different version doesn't mean that we don't appreciate all of it. Yeah. We'll still have that one thing that we want to jam on for a while. Agree. Yeah. Agree. That's really cool. Is, is it just right now? Is it a matter of just creating or recreating the content across film and, and music and, and getting it pumped out there? Yeah. I think there's, I think there's going to be a surge in, in, uh, in production happening in immersive audio. And I think uh, as people, as the consumers and, and people who consume music and film and TV and games and things get uh, lash onto it more and more that uh, um, things will, there will just be a lot more available. Um, and uh, there's kind of two things happening. There's, there's kind of uh, doing legacy uh, work 
and re retrofitting it for Atmos. And then there's uh, there, there's work that happens. It starts in Atmos and then folds down to the other format. So I think that's really exciting too, is that uh, things are being new things are being created for Atmos. And are you seeing rights holders really going, okay, we want to invest in the recreation? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I, think, I think we're still in kind of an education phase where not everybody knows what it is or how, how it's going to impact uh, the future of sound. Um, so a lot of what we do, as Karma said, is, is we take meetings and we, we introduce people to the experience of it. And, uh, and basically, once people hear it, they, they are pretty on board with it. They really, they, they want it. I'm going to have to slide some links in the show notes for this so people can yeah. listen to this and then go, oh, I want to try it out and click. They'll already yeah. have their, their speakers. Right. Yeah. So, right. you know, dig right, right in. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Are, are you guys able to talk about any of the projects that you're working on right now? Yeah, we can talk about a couple projects for sure. So um, we just recently released uh, an album just came out, which we worked on for um, dear friend and musician, incredible musician, bass player and incredible producer. His name is Jimmy Haslip and Jimmy uh, was one of the founding members of the Yellow Jackets, which is a very famous jazz, jazz fusion band and who he toured with for years and years. Um, he, Jimmy is a 23 time Grammy nominated, three time Grammy winning producer artist. And he worked on a world music jazz, world, like jazz world project with a really great band called the Meyer Bujana Group. It's Nicholas Meyer and Dewa Bujana. Nicholas is an acoustic, fretless guitar player, nylon string guitar player from Switzerland. Dewa is an electric guitar player and plays all kinds of guitars and he's from Indonesia. And they have a fusion band together that Jimmy played bass in and co-produced the record with, with, with the guys. And um, it's this incredible mix of different musicians and world music. Uh, the drummer uh, comes from Israel, but studied um, Indian tabla rhythms. And so he's just got this wild, incredible style and way of playing and singing and knows all those rhythms. Um, um, Nicholas uh, Meyer studied acoustic guitar uh, traditionally and kind of uh, uh, orchestrally, let's say, but then went to Turkey and studied Turkish rhythms and, and scales and Kind of more Middle Eastern music and he's just an incredible they're all just insane players and there's a flute player whose name is Sot who comes from Borneo and he hand carves all of his own flutes out of the, the orangutan forest he goes in there and finds trees that have fallen down and grab cuts off wood and has like a bag full of these hand painted hand carved flutes that he plays just incredible and the album was called flying spirits and it's out on apple music amazon music and title and that one just came out and we're very proud of that record it's a beautiful album and um i, I don't know that so so much stuff like that that's the other kind of great thing about atmos at the moment is there's there's not so much content yet in atmos and so when you put something out in atmos as a band it's a huge plus where you're not competing with the amount of you know all recorded music of history it's it's there's actually space there for you to promote your project and kind of get a little uh, get some 
get get noticed in an environment that maybe you wouldn't uh you know otherwise because the there's just so much music out in the world that we all know and love and um so that's one project and then um do you want to talk I'll about keep the going. bluegrass project oh the bluegrass project so we've done we've done we've done a whole bunch of different styles of music we've done some rock stuff some uh world fusion uh, one of the projects uh, we just finished up also, which should be out any day now, yeah. is called uh, a band called Big Fan of the Bison. And they are, uh, they're a great, the songs are great, the instrumentation is great. And, uh, and uh, when, to be honest, when we approached mixing it, we weren't sure how bluegrass was going to fit into the Atmos environment. And it actually turned out to be one of my favorite sounding records. It's very, it's very static um, because when you fly a fiddle over your head, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> um, but you, we created this space and it's, it's, it's a gorgeous space where um, you can hear the fiddle there and the mandolin there and the vocals are right there. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, and it's very, very immersive and warm and, and and uh it's it's a great record it's uh it should be out any day the what's the title of the record uh it's called um it's called songs, songs from, from the, the frontier songs from the frontier is the album title yeah, yeah. very cool and yeah. then we're just finishing up a rock record which we're finalizing uh uh print masters for um by a, a great rock band called monte casino and um they the stereo album is out it's called the money's not enough how apt for the music business that <laughs> killer title and uh we're just finishing up the atmos mixes and the atmos will be out in the next i would say month or two yeah great great sounding record also. great sounding record yeah. and incredible in atmos rock I'm is looking forward to atmos. it there's a there was a remix of um boney fair's skinny love by i think she was 13 at the time birdie mm -hmm. and there's this just small piece in in that track of hers where you hear the piano bench creak oh no, no yeah. yeah and and so i'm imagining like and it, it does something like you it, yeah. you're you're there just hearing that little yeah. piece so being able to thoughtfully do that with your music is powerful yeah. um the and what i i like what you you said karma about um, this being an opportunity for music to bubble up because it is so new and there's not a lot of noise around it. It's one of the coolest things about new tech or new spaces, right? When TikTok, you had all of these creatives go out there and create careers and businesses for themselves as creative people that experimented on a platform and found things that worked and were able to do that. So as artists, pushing into Adobe Atmos and being able to experiment and having all of that attention and the fact that they're pushing music forward and that gives them an opportunity to, to, to be heard and to develop their careers further. That's, that's beautiful. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think for us, um, one of the greatest things for artists is to find space in the market for what they do. Um, and I think this is an incredible new opportunity. As you said, emerging tech does exactly that. It is a new space where there isn't so much noise. And I think this is a, a, one of the wonderful parts of the opportunity for um, artists who are trying to get their music heard. Have you guys is, heard about Spotify doing anything as far as immersive? 
we don't know as far as immersive they are launching a premium uh service that includes uh lossless and high def audio um as far as their immersive plans i'm not sure they haven't announced anything yet. yeah they so haven't. we're we're waiting to see when they when they announce and what they announce and what they're going to do yeah hopefully i mean it's such a large platform it would be cool yeah to, to have them jump on board years we will probably see you know all platforms embrace immersive yeah it's almost like hey we're going to stick with black and white tv Right. <laughs> we're good. There's the 100th monkey rule, right? Where um, the story of the 100th monkey, for those who are watching and don't know, is there was some scientists who studied a tribe of, of chimpanzees that were living by this river and always ate this root that they dug up from the ground. And one uh, chimpanzee was standing by the river and he dropped the root in the water by accident and he pulled it out and um, he kind of cleaned it off and he ate it. and it was, I guess, tastier. And so he always did this afterwards. And this kind of caused a huge ruckus in the, in the, in the chimpanzee tribe where, and then one other person tried it and then they never went back. And then sure enough, there was enough chimpanzees trying it that there was this huge pull and push in the, in this chimpanzee community where they were kind of freaking out because this new ground was being broken. And then finally the hundredth monkey is the the monkey that pushed it over the edge and then everybody went and did the new thing and started washing their roots <laughs> from then on. And um, so I feel like this, there will, there seems to always be, you know, those first through the door are, uh, you know, kind of take all the heat and all the questions and why and where's and how's and the, all of that. And then at some point when humanity, when it becomes normalized in our brains and we realize that this, this is, it just is what it is and it's here, then we, we tend to embrace it and it tends to kind of, you know, become the new lexicon. So I, I think like with all things, with all patterns in human history, this is, this is the next evolution of, of music and sound for, you know, uh, streaming film um, for television. Eventually TV will be like, I think the late, the, 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 the last adopters, they, they're kind of very, you know, uh, they kind of stick to their formats and their things uh, seem to longer than everybody else. And we haven't heard anything about what TV is doing, but I, I believe that TV will also be Atmos eventually too. They're, they're still smarting from trying 3D TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Boy, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, these are all great ideas and you never know until you try, right? So some things work and some things don't, but this this one to see everybody get on board with this um, and move in this direction is pretty indicative of you know there's smarter people than us who believe in this and people who are far above our pay grade who believe in this and everybody's marching into this so well, we good I mean it it sounds epic it just it's super exciting it's very <laughs> exciting time for audio at this bit right now because uh, it is a new frontier the, the rule book hasn't been written it's being written now if there even is one. And uh, it's just a, a whole new way of creating that uh, can, is inspiring to, to creators and artists and producers and uh, uh, content creators. That's gotta be cool for you guys. I mean, audio in general is really having a moment right now. Yeah. Just not counting 
the hundreds of millions of people, the billions of people that are now getting connected to the internet and consuming sounds from around the world for the first time. But now you're having audio only platforms that are coming up. Podcasts are huge right now. Um, You have clubhouse. It's, um, it's, it's not going away. People want that experience. And if you can elevate it to a whole new level, yeah, people are going to want to want to dig into it. And it doesn't take away, right? People still listen to records. There's people that still have tapes. There's people that still have whatever their thing is. So just because we're developing something new and and want to consume in this fresh way doesn't take away from the history of music and audio engineering that we've had. Yeah, I would say no way does it, uh, you know, there's been things have been developing for so long and uh, so many people have done such great, great work that we all love. And uh, yeah, it's not one or the other for sure. Yeah, we believe that this just enhances the experience. It doesn't it doesn't make anything obsolete the same way that I still listen to mono mixes of things, you know, like early Beatles, which are incredible with all the bounce downs that they had to do to stick it into the format and make everything speak. And the sound of those records, some old, you know, Creedence Clearwater stuff that's Mm. incredible in mono. And and then, I mean, the history of recorded music over my lifetime, I was born in 1970, is it's stereo. It's all stereo. And I love stereo and I love that format. And I would I don't don't want it to go away. I love all the way stereo sounds. It has a certain sound and a certain impact. It's amazing. And this is just something else. It's not, it doesn't need to replace the same way that we spoke about earlier about these different immersive formats. I feel about all formats, none of them need to go away. They're all wonderful. Um, And it's just how people want to um, experience their music. These are just uh, more, like we said before, more options, more options is good. So for the people that, that are listening to this and they want to learn more and maybe work with you guys and come in and get that first taste, how, how do they get in touch? Uh, we, we have a website, uh, studio1la.com, and all our contact information is on there. And uh, we're on social. You're on social, right? Yeah. I'm not. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and then through the website is real easy. There is a contact page and you can reach out directly to Eric and I, or you can send one to our info at studio1la.com. Um, any, any of those places. And we're, we love what we do. We're really blessed and lucky to get to do this and to, uh, you know, and we love sharing. it. So we, uh, we definitely, you know, we invite and look forward to speaking to anybody who's interested and wants to know yeah, more for sure for sure this is awesome um, we're, we're gonna have to find some way to to get you guys uh, talk a lot to the arvr people mm-hmm. and get everybody together and have a neat conversation around that in the the future yeah that'd be really fun be really fun and if and when you make it out to venice beach california please come by yes. we have uh, we- love to <laughs> we'll put a day aside for you. We'd love to play you some stuff. Oh, that would be awesome, guys. I'm going to definitely take you up on that that offer. Um, and all of the, the contact information, all of the links, they're going to be in the show notes. Um, we'll find some, some cool um, links that people can try out in their existing uh, speakers to be able to hear what this sounds like so they can have their minds blown. 
Um, and guys, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, Robert, thank you. It's been a blast. Always uh, a pleasure. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Thank, thank you, so you Robert. Cool, guys. Thank you.